0: Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Uh, I'm excited to talk about an initiative that our church has been into for the past month in this season of reopening. Uh, called catalyst teams so and to do that we've got a longtime hardcore inner circle church member by the name of Andy Nondorf joining us. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh how much of a fan of uh, of the podcast are you? You're you're a regular listener?
1: Uh yeah. Um I, I I did drop off a bit over covid, but um yeah, no, the early days were great and I have been trying to keep up certainly have been uh, listening a lot more regularly lately and I love the chance to get to meet uh, or get to know people much better through the podcast
0: yeah yeah tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and just a bit of the backstory about your life and family
1: sure uh, I was raised in uh, out west in uh, Alberta and BC and then in my college days came to Ontario where I met my wife. And we got married here and settled in and started a family in Welland. Um, my kids are now grown, and I have one granddaughter uh, that's almost six months old, I guess. And so that I'm just learning the new fun of being a granddad. I get to go babysit on Tuesday night, and yeah, that's been a pretty exciting part of life. Uh, as well as being recently retired. So that's uh, another <laughs> new phase of life for me. But uh, I'm finally starting to find my way there and uh, enjoying uh, doing some of the stuff that I never had time for before.
0: I was going to ask what you do for work these days, but uh, being newly retired, what's what's the greatest adjustment been uh, to retirement life?
1: Um, motivating. It's easy to slack off. Um, So what I did is I actually went back to work uh, two days a week for for about six months, and that was a good, much better way for me to sort of phase out of work and then stay motivated. So, uh, yeah, and by the time that wrapped up, then uh, I actually started having some routine of of what I wanted to do during any given day. So I'm I'm much more into uh, audio restoration, old recordings, as well as uh, music production, mixing uh, music. Uh, it's it's always been a hobby and passion of mine. So I get to do a lot of that now, which I really like. Well,
0: speaking of audio mixing and techie stuff, talk about your history with Southridge for a bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, we came, we came to Southridge in 2005. So the kids were just early teens at that point. Uh, and, um, we found what we found was, Pretty challenging at first. It was kind of a cool church, and that was the the fun part of it. But we found through this um, approach of creating a, a lifestyle of devotion to Jesus um, a bit more challenging because there was real opportunities to actually engage in that, um, especially through at that time uh, through the the uh, shelter. Uh, there was only one location for Southridge then, so it was uh, we got involved a little bit with the shelter and with, with our life group. and uh, But I, I, I really appreciate this idea that we grow as disciples through, through doing and through stretching a little bit beyond our comfort zones. And I have to say that really was the case. My next stretch out of comfort zone was when we partnered with Rose City Kids and I got involved there. Uh, right on the buses with the kids and yeah that pushed me way outside of my comfort zone but God had a lot to teach me uh, and so I would say for both Bev and myself um, that uh, most of our spiritual growth has happened in the last uh, 10, 10 to 15 years uh, uh, since we've been at Southridge.
0: Isn't it amazing the the learning by doing message? Uh, you know, we, we share this a lot with other churches. That you know, we assume that by gathering and grouping, we're going to grow spiritually. And the truth is, we we grow more spiritually by engaging in the mission of Christ than being taught it and talking about it. Isn't that the case?
1: Yeah, and I remember in my younger days wondering why we talked so much. We spent a lot of time talking, and and yeah uh, you know, studying and all that and very little doing. <laughs> and, and I found at Southridge, there was sort of, uh, sort of equal weight, but the real stretches came in, in the doing and, and really the learning, I get, I guess a big part of it is that you, because you're going beyond your comfort zone, you really have to lean on God for, okay, Jesus, uh, I don't know if I can do this. And, <laughs> um, so it, it, it forces you to lean on him and to get direction like where it's when it's just discussion, it it doesn't really matter one way or another, if you're getting it right. (laughs) But when you're doing uh, it starts to matter because you're impacting lives of people. And so, um, yeah, it's been a great way to grow. Uh, And the fact that Southridge has provided so many ways for us to reach out that way to to stretch ourselves has been
0: phenomenal. Um, that's a great comment when you when you're just talking about it it really doesn't matter whether you're getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's it. That's a tweetable. <laughs> Listen, I uh, want to talk with you for our members who are listening and also for leaders from other churches that 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 track with our conversations because recently we 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 completed the process of what we call a catalyst team experience, and this is something that is super cool, and I want to share it with other churches as well. Andy, what is a catalyst team around Southridge?
1: Well, the way it was presented to us was was a group of people that were sort of load bearing walls within the within the body that um, really had had or were wanting to adopt or learn sort of what the DNA of what the church was all about uh, our particular church our our Southridge community um, so that so that when we talked to others and were we were helping uh, others, you know, find a place. Newcomers, or or even people who are just looking for a change of course within, you know, what they were doing in the church. How, how do we, in our relationships, not that we're leaders or anything, but how in our relationships with others in the church, would we be able to uh sort of help point them in the right direction, or at least point them to the right person to talk to, and for us to be in the loop as well as to what what is the DNA, what is the what is the sort of the clockworks behind the face of the clock that makes everything work? And what is the direction that things are headed? And what are our goals and aspirations? And what are some of our frustrations? And um, sort of a big picture overview kind of look at the church, because doing the, the, you know, the stuff that you do every week, you get focused on the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts, but not many of us take, Take time to sort of get the big picture. Well, this allowed us to take a sort of a step back and get, I guess, the leader's perspective of how they envision uh, the church to be. And um, it, it, our first uh, experience with this was when Southridge outgrew its facility and we had two services and, and we we were thinking, I think of going to a third and we're just like, yeah, it's just not doable. And the, the church realized we, we've got a ton of people coming from Welland to St. Catherine's every week. So that might be a good candidate for uh, a, a new location. And we started our first branching out into multi-site and, um, so that was, I, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first catalyst team that was formed. Then, uh, for those who, who were sort of willing to to be load bearing walls in that new venture. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of groundwork that that needed to be laid in in our understanding of well, what's what's the game plan and and how is this going to work? And so the church provided this opportunity to I think about seven or eight couples uh, maybe 10 couples that, that, uh, yeah. And, oh, there was, no, there weren't all couples. There were some, some youth in there too. Some, uh, some youth leaders. So yeah, it was, it was a diverse group of people, um, that, you know, would basically be the core in terms of, um, not, not the core in terms of workload, but the core of understanding where where it was we were trying to go. And, um, that was a, a very eye-opening experience. Uh, it was interesting that we had already been in Southridge for five years, and there was so much we didn't know. Hmm. Uh, both Bev and I were just wide-eyed and spent a lot of time talking afterwards. What? Did you know that? I, I, oh, and that makes so much sense now. And now I get it, what we're trying to accomplish. So it was it was a lot of aha moments, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, the- <clears throat> For leaders
0: listening, this this originally came as a recommendation from a multi-site consultant that we'd accessed when we launched our first sites. So the, the story Andy's talking about is when we first uh, launched our Welland location, which he was a part of that core, the encouragement was breathe life into your core, help make your core, help make the core of this new site a DNA-carrying core. Help help embed the DNA of the church and the vision of the church into this core, and so that's that's really what it's intended to do. And now, for us, we're not launching sites right now, but in a sense, we're in a season coming out of COVID where we're relaunching. And so, with the adage of relaunching, we thought, well, if launching our sites worked so effectively by energizing the core, let's re-energize a new emerging core to kind of relaunch these sites. And so we've been firing up this, this Catalyst team experience for this past month. Now, in your case, Andy, you received an invitation to participate now again, mm-hmm. as kind of continued core representing Welland, you know, you talked about being a load bearing wall. I was going to say like, well, what do you have to do to receive one of these invitations or maybe more personally for you? How did you, how did, what was your response when you got the email asking you to be part of this?
1: Um, I remembered the first time through, and I thought that it was such an enriching experience, but at the same time, I also thought, um, there's, I mean, I'm like, I'm retired now, so maybe, maybe the younger blood needs to, to be involved more. And, but then I thought, you know what, the, the leadership in the at Southridge is always very wise in their selections. So if they've picked us, picked Bev and myself, then I think they probably have a reason so um at first we were a little hesitant but then we thought no you know last time it worked out so well and maybe it's this time we're there just to encourage uh the next generation and 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 you know see how far we've come so we weren't quite sure what we were getting into this time around uh because we weren't launching a new site but we thought yep yeah, let's go um, we, again, we trust the leadership uh, to have, because they, you know, they, we did get the email. So um, let's trust them on that and and follow through. Uh, much much like me trusting you for this uh, podcast, Jeff.
0: <laughs> it, isn't it funny though, Andy? You know, the, so many of the participants because this is kind of a vague, you know, nebulous thing. So it many is. of the participants are confused when they get invited into this Yes, and if you're a church leader thinking, Hey, this is a great idea to, to infuse energy and to catalyze our core, you know, the, 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 the catch with a catalyst team is that there is no catch, mm-hmm. that there's no to do at the end. You don't have to sign up for something. You don't have to commit more. You don't have to, you know, add more, pay more, do more. It's simply meant to be a blessing to people who are already core and I'll tell you, that
1: confuses the core. It does. It, it absolutely does. And I would say uh, uh, my first, uh, the first time around when we launched the Welland site, uh, we, when we heard the the, the new location was going to be Welland, we kind of went gulp and there was a lot of Oh, anxiety, not a lot, but a certain amount of anxiety, trepidation. Oh, can we do this? And how much, you know, how much work is this going to be? And and can can we actually manage this? And what if it flops and on and on? So there's a lot of this uh, self-doubt and... um what that one thing the Catalyst team did was got us all having those conversations. And we really started to feel like we were on the same page and we're connected to each other. Um, Many of these couples, I didn't know before uh, being on the same Catalyst team. And so connecting just in that way to have some conversations about, you know, uh, where we envision things and what our, what our roles might be um, brought us from a, a place of, yeah, I'm not so sure, a little shaky, to, oh, yes, God is going to do exciting things. We can't wait to get going. And I, I remember our, our um, not our launch, our pre-launch. Uh, so the Sunday before we did official launch, we did sort of a dry run dress rehearsal kind of thing. And the excitement in the air was just unbelievable. And, and I was so thankful to God for allowing us to go through this process of being sort of shaky about it not too sure not even too excited about it honest um to oh just can't wait for for w- what what uh, Jesus wants to do in his church
0: yeah and if you're listening wondering like how do you get that kind of enthusiasm stirred let's shift gears and get a little descriptive of what actually happens here because yeah in this particular invitation to to this catalyst team experience you basically were participating in four evenings. There were three weeknights mm-hmm. and then a celebration uh, this past Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. To describe for us what happened during each of these three evening sessions.
1: Yeah. So the, the first, the first evening was kind of the mo- most important, which was interesting because tonight we learned out that it, for those that missed it kind of lost some of the point um, because they felt like they were going to be now given big assignments and, and, The first evening, the first thing said was there, there's nothing for you to no extra work, no extra money, no extra, you know, we're not asking anything of you just to be present and to take in what, you know, what, what we want to present here and hope that you'll be blessed by it. And boy, were we ever, um, so yeah, it was, it felt really good. And I remember this the first time through as well. It was just sitting there and soaking it in and whatever conversations came out of that came quite naturally and were out of excitement. Um, so yeah, I would say that, so the, the first evening we we basically got to hear from our lead pastor, Jeff, and uh, sort of a little bit of a background behind the philosophy of what, has brought Southridge to where we are today. It's a little bit of church history, and and, uh, you you can find some of that in his book, Finding Our Way. Um, Really helpful way of looking at the the word of God, at the church of Jesus Christ and what its purpose is, and that that the church is really God's plan A, uh, and there is no plan B. And so... Christ making us His church, His body in the world, is His way of bringing God's kingdom to earth. And boy, that that was just like a wow moment. Um, and yet, it also was um, inspirational in that we realized that there's no time for messing around, on, no time for majoring on minors. We we've got to get to the real important stuff and make that our focus uh, if we're going to change our world. And um, the 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 one Thing that the first time I heard it blew me away, but then even later, the the driving thing behind Southridge, this idea, was you know, if God removed our church from our community, would our church, would the community notice, or would they even care? And I, that was man, that just knocked my 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 socks off. And even hearing it, you know, hearing this time again, yeah. What are we doing there if we're not making an impact on our community? And so uh, seeing the, the aha moment in some of the newer, younger faces was really encouraging because I remembered that experience. So looking around the room and seeing a lot of, you know, um, a lot of intense eyes and, and a lot of light bulbs overheads <laughs> um, was really encouraging. So Jeff outlined for us sort of what what brought us to this point. And then, um, the, the second half was, uh, was, um, Jeff Martins, right? Well, Kathy Bandrio. Oh Kathy Vandriel. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. So okay. We talked yes, about uh, ministry
0: services.
1: That's right. Ministry services and, and what that component did. And so, um, how that impacted the, the church as a whole and, again just really interesting to see her passion and her god-given gifts driving um uh such an important part of how the church functions so again like i said sort of the gears behind the the face of the clock and and, and getting to see that was was really neat and then the second week um uh tom Lowen, and our, uh, our inspiration pastor talked to us about um the the inspiration part of of Southridge, which was breathing in this, uh, uh, this, or inspiriting us, or inspiring us to to this life of full devotion to Jesus. That it's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's not just a pep rally. It it really is about um, learning what it takes to live a day by day walk with Jesus, so that uh, we are living a life of full devotion. And that—that that is the real purpose behind what we're doing Sunday mornings, as well as the uh, the exercises throughout the week that we have, um, both both through our uh, app and and the the online um, resources that we have. And so, for every Sunday service that there is, there's a whole week of resources to use for life groups, for personal use, um, spiritual practices that you can try, and 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 we do try them in our service. So a whole bunch of stuff, but it really gave a different perspective. And I noticed that amongst, again, some of the newer people and, and younger people, oh, that's, that's why Sunday morning feels different from other churches that we've been involved in, or that we may have experienced is you guys actually have, there's something different driving what's going on on a Sunday morning. Mm. So uh, that was an eye opener. And then Um, Nate gave us, uh, insight into, uh, what the church calls its action component, or basically the opportunities that Southridge's offers people to get involved in serving the needs of the community. And each, uh, each of our locations has a different anchor cause that, that we, uh, sink our teeth into and get involved in. Although some people will be involved in an anchor cause at a different site, that doesn't matter. It's, it's more a case of finding where you fit and uh, serving God and again growing in our discipleship, in our maturity through this doing, uh, which is where the the real relationships and the challenges of those relationships um, get get challenged, get grown, get uh, refined, I would say. and um, it's it's where the real rubber hits the road. And but the the upside of that is so many get to see the reflection of Jesus in us, in that world. It's it's easy to do that when people are, have their hands raised in a Sunday morning service. But when you're serving needs of people, whether it's medical needs or uh, the needs of the homeless or the the people that require you know are looking for a meal. Um, uh, the Harvest Kitchen or those hurting kids at Rose City Kids or the migrant workers that are, you know, that are feeling completely isolated um, because they're so far from home and don't really have an opportunity much to connect with the Canadian way of life because they pretty much live where they work and live in isolation. And so for all of these people that that are sort of the on the fringe of our society, they get a chance to see Jesus, the the uh, the, the church of Jesus, his people in action, and hopefully that that shines through. Um, certainly, uh, for us, it's been a game changer in in our growth and in what we're trying to accomplish in our Christian walk. And then the third session, we had you know myself and Kathy the first time,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Tom and Nate the second time. Right. The final time was it Jeff and. Carrie?
1: Yes. Yeah. So so Jeff talked to us about the, the, the purpose of the, the life groups and what we are trying to accomplish there and some of the challenges involved with that. And yet, uh, so there's always room for improvement, but some of the huge benefits that have come out of those, those things. And some people shared some of the stories of how life group has impacted them personally. And wow, talk about eye-opening uh, stories, uh just a huge, huge element or component of of the church uh collectively, the, the body of believers. Um and then uh we also got to hear uh about the, the family ministries and and how in, in I don't think this was there in in the early years. I don't recall when we started at at Southridge in 2005 this being a separate department or not um, and it might just be that I wasn't observant enough but uh, certainly the way that it's handled now is 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 basically the the whole cradle to grave uh, discipleship program where where we want people to be part of being discipled right from the first time they're in church through till their last time in church and um, uh just a, a beautiful transformation we've had uh, in terms of, uh, in our church, uh, being cross-generational and having the kids involved both in the service and um, actually making deliberate steps of being um, across generations and being a big family for one another. Um, uh, even this morning, our, our our icebreaker this morning, you know, <laughs> incredible to see, you know, uh, six-year-old kids playing with a grandpa or uh, yeah not their grandpa just a grandpa in putting scrabble words together and you know things like that that uh, just barriers coming down left right and center and and um a, a real family uh, atmosphere um and so and as well as the uh, you know the 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 Kinds of programs, deliberateness that we have in our programs, and that's—I mean, there's there's still a, a, a ways to go in in refining. Uh, we've recently switched our our, our material uh, content for for that, and so yeah, so there's growing pains with that. Nothing's perfect. We're also found that we're you know, a little short-staffed in that area. We need we need more volunteers. So there was some discussion around that as well. But I, I have to say, the chance to be able to talk about that for Catalyst members was huge mm-hmm. in encouraging them. And, mm-hmm. and everybody went away really encouraged that, you know what? Yeah, we we've, we've still have some way to go, but but we're on the right track. And we know that the kinds of problems that we have Uh, are actually good problems, you know, Um, and that we're doing well. Well, and then we had this final experience. We had these
0: three three experiences where two leaders would come and kind of talk about their major areas of ministry and, and, you know, get some dialogue. And then we had this final celebration with our board of elders that included Catalyst team members from all three sites. Talk about that.
1: (laughs) Well, first, it was exciting to meet with such a large people that for many, it was the first time they had been to, I, I happened to go to the Welland location, and that's where we had this. So a lot of people had never been to our location. So for them, that was exciting. But to, again, to see the number of people that were on board with being catalysts in our church was, was just remarkable and encouraging. And then uh, we got an introduction uh, to, through Jeff to, to the, the Board of Elders. And um, they, he had some questions for them, and, and which I thought they handled really well in answering. But he also opened the floor to the question, questions from the Catalyst team members. And, man, they had tough questions. <laughs> they were they
0: very were, curious to yes. know some inside scoop things with the board, weren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: But, you know, what that said to me was, they're invested, yeah, this this isn't just a surface. Let's see what happens kind of thing. People like even like the one young man, I he couldn't have been like 20 and he was he was asking really, really good questions. And uh, so I was really encouraged by that level of level of interest in what it, the role involved of being an elder down to the details of how their accountability worked and and what they did and what they did not do. And and the other big feature, of course, uh, was at the end, the chance for people to express how this four-night Catalyst experience was for them, and did they have any questions or comments, anything to say about it. And so there was, again, some excellent questions like you know, what am I doing here Uh, for the the people that had missed the first night uh, (laughs) through to, you know, incredible encouragement uh, for the value of doing this kind of uh, this kind of, uh, I don't know, spending this effort on, on, on the people of the, uh, that, that are, uh, that were willing to be catalyst uh, team members um, and just getting our, our, our vision aligned and our hope aligned Certainly after COVID, there's a lot of question marks and uncertainty. And this helped to set us back on the course of vision and direction and certainty and being inspirited, energized to to, to move forward with, with what God has in store for our church. Hmm. Andy, you're sharing today with such
0: enthusiasm and such an informed articulation of kind of the underbelly of, of Southridge, like you say, the, the behind the, the clock face, the, the gears of it. So, so articulated and so informed through, in a lot of ways, just these simple catalyst team experiences. Like for other church leaders listening, to think about the simplicity of just getting your leaders in front of people and downloading some of the vision and some of the thinking just describe how that changes you spiritually, how that, like the impact that that has on you so that leaders can be motivated to to try this in their setting.
1: Yeah, um, one of the comments today that really uh, was a remark from one of the elders that that hit me, uh, which gave me an incredible appreciation for what, the work looks like for an elder. He said, to be honest, he said, when everything is going smooth, the elders have almost nothing to do. And I was first taken aback and then I thought, well, that's interesting. So, um, but he said, then there are other periods where it's heart wrenching and, and it requires intensive conversation, discussion, heart searching, and, and many things on our agenda will remain on the agenda for month after month after month, because we don't want to rush things. We don't want to push through. Um, we don't want to make a wrong decision. And so we really look for a consensus approach. And um, I was just taken aback by, wow, you know, I, I, I don't want that job, but I sure have a deep appreciation for those who are willing to take that on and who do it so well when we got to hear about some of the roles and how long some of the elders have been and how they're now mentoring some of the newer elders and i just thought this is a whole microcosm of a church right in the board there of of growing and maturing and stretching and leaning on god and teaching one another holding each other accountable it's like a microcosm of the church only it's at, at the, uh, you know, at that administrative level or that governance level. And it was, yeah, it was eye-opening for me. Um, and for, like I said, based on the questions, uh, it was eye-opening for everyone. It was It was just a really good opportunity to have a deep, deep appreciation of governance, of management, of all the things that it takes to make the church work even though we had spent the weeks before learning about, you know, the vision and the mission of our church and how these things are executed and the model that we're using or the models that we're using. And I mean, those are all the nuts and bolts, but here, uh, this last session was sort of big picture and putting all that together. This is what it takes people. And it was like, wow. Uh, yeah, it was, I, f- I found it quite remarkable. Um, to, to get a glimpse into the, their world. And there, I have to say, we're very transparent, as we're, you were, Jeff, as well. Uh, very transparent, um, not divulging any details, but just d- transparent about the process and about the challenges and about the rewards or the, the wonderful things that we're seeing God at work work in.
0: I hope that leaders who are listening, I mean, first of all, I hope that church members who are listening Will be keen to sign up for a catalyst team if they're invited to one in the coming years. <laughs> yes, so, you got to do it. This a little bit as a leadership <laughs> right after and said like, why we're not doing this with a dozen or two dozen core every year, just mm. cycling some new core. Like this is liquid gold when mm-hmm. it comes to breathing life into your core people, and you know, for for members of Southridge, if you get invited to one of these, say yes. Mm -hmm. If not, I'm going to send Andy after you (laughs) for, you know, for leaders listening, if you're wondering how to infuse DNA and how to breathe life and, and momentum and, and enthusiasm into the core of your people, this is such an easy experience. I mean, we didn't invent it. Some consultants encouraged us to do it. We've done it a number of times and it works. And I hope that you're seeing and feeling that energy uh in someone like andy who's who's just come out of one of these uh as evidence of that andy so much uh, thanks so much for being with us today i really appreciate your encouragement my pleasure it's been fun and uh, to all of you who are tracking with us thanks so much for joining us uh hang out next week again as we continue finding our way together take care everybody
1: bye now